0: All right, so welcome to the pod. Welcome to episode three. Thank you so much for bearing with me. So, let's get into this discussion today. Um, first, I want to apologize for not recording my episodes diligently. Yes, it's been two days. I just had a whole backup of school to do, a lot of I'm in college. So I had a, you know a lot of school to do, so I wasn't really focusing very much. However, I still love you guys, and I still love talking about this relationship thing. So, welcome, guys. Shalom talks about. All right, today I'm gonna give talk a little bit about ring, ring, ring. Okay, and I say ring, ring, ring because you know that song that Cardi B and Kehlani. Just recently released, it's called Ring Ring Ring. You don't hit my line no more, nah nah. You don't make it ring ring ring. I can keep it on the love. Me being like a super social media freak. um, I feel I get emotional like when (laughs) somebody doesn't like my picture anymore. Like, let me say something about me, like. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really an attention Bomber like I love attention And I'm sure a lot of people love attention too A lot of people that post things on Facebook And take a lot of pictures and are into themselves and what they look like They are very very Selfish And attention bombing That means you love attention And you set a bomb in the middle of the world for attention, <laughs> For attention But I'm really an attention like person so I understand everybody else's attention feelings anyway so when your picture is not being liked by the person that you like anymore or somebody that you like or have a crush on and they like your pose they follow your pose they like your pose just feel you know you feel in love you're like oh my god you know they like me happy but then when they stop then you feel like you have all these thoughts like, do they like me anymore? I'll be thinking about me. I remember I had this crush on this one guy, right? And it was my Facebook, whatever. And he would never like like my pictures. And I would just be like, Wow, he really doesn't like me. It doesn't matter how many times he said, Oh, I like you, you know, oh, you know, you're a nice girl, you're a nice friend. You know, 'cause because you know, we're yeah, you know, we're good friends or whatever. Um he would never like my pictures. And I was like, Wow, you never like you never like my pictures and I didn't tell him that, but yeah, you know, I felt like, wow, I felt really emotionally bad. <laughs> and let me say something, because this world is really crazy right now. And people rely on social media to see how people are feeling, especially about them, especially in a relationship. And... Um, Girls who have boyfriends are looking down their boyfriend's posts, looking at their comments, trying to see what girls are commenting on their posts and who they need to knock out tomorrow. Guys, are looking through their girlfriend's Facebooks or asking or trying to figure out what guys to talk to their girlfriends or da-da, and vice versa. You gotta stop. Let me go for myself first. Okay? Because I never want to talk to about anybody else before I talk about myself. Like I said, I'm a social media freak. I love social media. I love taking pictures. That's my first baby. I love taking pictures because I always dreamed of being like a model when I was like younger. But I decided not to go that way. Although I will start modeling soon, why not? But I decided not to go that way, like immediately when I was a child. But when I got my camera, I love to take pictures. I just like to take fun and happy pictures anyway and stuff like that, you know. I like me, anyway, so but and people like to do the same, but they like to see the people that they like liking their pictures. And if you don't like their pictures, or if, we, if somebody doesn't like my picture that I like, then I feel kind of sad. I feel like, oh, they don't like me, no matter how many pictures, oh man, and that's how it is today. is crazy, okay. We went from face-to-face conversations to FaceTime conversations. Life has gotten really bad. Like, will I say it's the end of the earth? Hmm. I think we have ways to go before it's the ending there. If we're not, if we're not appearing in different countries, there's nothing the end of the earth. <laughs> anyway, so the second thing I'm going to talk about is messages. When you see, like, somebody hits you up, right? You look at their message and you do not reply. Me, personally, if you do that to me, I would just think that you're ignoring me and you don't want to talk to me anymore. And I message you back and say something like, okay, it's okay, we don't have to chat anymore, Um, take care, or thus and thus, so, so, whatever. And when I get frustrated with somebody, I always do that. It, it's okay we don't have to chat anymore you know it's cool you've been a great friend and a great person but you know let's just you know let's just be cool let's just keep it cool so that that's like what I usually like would say <laughs> or whatever but this case scenario, there I have a story to tell you I'm going back on the same um this is actually the same guy who told me about love at first sight when I first realized that love at first sight is a thing, in quotes, okay? Um, so, anyway, I was in a business meeting, and he was texting me. And I was looking at his messages, and I did not answer him because I was in a meeting. <laughs> okay, the, yeah, I was in a meeting. So, long story short, after a long lot of tear emojis that he posted, like, why would you answer me? Da, 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 da. I don't know why he was emotional that night, you know, that time. I was so emotional, but long story short, he blocked me, and he still says, no, I didn't block you to this day, but I know, long story short, he blocked me, and I felt like, wow, that's terrible, he's a terrible person, (laughs) and I was like, I've never, ever, 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 ever talked to my life, and actually, I actually cried, because nobody ever did that to me in my life, I actually cried, like, I was like, you know, I'm just doing my work. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Why would she ever be like that? That's just rude. That's just rude, yo. That's just rude. In my mind, because he blocked me, so I couldn't say anything to him. I, couldn't, I was, You know, I was just about to say, like, yo, I'm in a meeting. You know, don't text me now. Text me afterwards. I'm in a meeting. Because I'm a businesswoman, so, you know, when I'm in a meeting, I'm in a meeting. Anyway... <laughs> So, to this day, I have that small grudge. And actually, actually, I feel that grudge away, Which is great. I feel that grudge away. I don't want to hold on to long grudges because I'm the kind of person who really can not hold on to grudges. Anyway, so even I, like, even, you know, I realized from then on that people feel really serious about those messages when they text you. If you don't text them back, like, immediately, unless they're like your good, good, good friend. They feel some type of way about you. They feel bad. They feel like you're ignoring them. They feel like you don't like them. They feel like you're being hateful and stuff. And that's not really all the truth. What I would say is this. People, social media people, give us some patience. You never know what people are going through. You never know what they're doing at the time. You never know what and what's going on, okay? You really don't. So give people some patience, okay? Give people some patience. So from this particular person, I learned a whole lot. I learned this principle right here. People texting you, you text them right back. If you want to be their friend or whatever. Or let them know that you're busy or something, you know. Maybe have a busy sticker ready to just post and say, busy, sorry. Or whatever. Just to keep people's feelings up. People get really crushed. And i was sure it was really crushed for a while. People get really crushed if you just don't answer their messages. I mean, like right away. And I telling, like 20 minutes after that, I was like, okay. But it already blocked me. And I was like, okay, it's cool. You know, I don't really know him. He doesn't really know me. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. You know? But I did feel emotional. Like, oh, it blocked me. That's like nowadays blocking somebody and unfriending somebody is like slapping them dead in the face. Okay? Slapping them dead in the face and crashing their car. People feel so bad when you unfriend them or block them. I only blocked about twelve to fifteen people 12, maybe twenty people in my like whole Facebook life, which has been four years. So twenty people, four years, not too bad. That's about an average of five people a year. Some people just need to be blocked. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's how people feel about black people. They feel terrible. And I mean, have you ever have you ever had somebody block you off their Facebook your Facebook? I mean, how would you really honestly feel? I had somebody, I had people block me like twice. I remember when I went on this um, Facebook campaign and I was I had like a thousand friends. I those thousand friends, two people blocked me. I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, it's okay, but I felt kind of bad, but whatever. You know, I don't know you. You're like totally stranger. I really don't know you. But anyway, but even that much more in a relationship, guys. When you are in a relationship with somebody, and they block you, or or even if you're just like friends, I don't just mean a love relationship, sparrows or whatever. I mean, I mean whether they love, I mean friends. Yeah, you know? cause even like I got I got so emotional and sad, you know, when when um the same guy I was talking about block me. We were good friends. Remember, we were, you know friends actually we were like both Christians so it's kinda cool. So I was like, Wow, we're Christian, oh my God, you know, so we were good friends or whatever. And I felt bad. I felt bad. (laughs) Dave felt bad. I felt bad. I was like, why would you ever do that? you know, so I just felt bad. I was like, why I can't have any friends, whatever So anyway, I felt bad. But since then we got over all that crazy stuff. But that was just a crazy moment. And I was, like, sworn, like, I never, ever, ever forgive you for that. Never forgive you for that. Just leave me alone. I was, like, I don't want to be hurt anymore and all this and that, that, that. Long story short, God said, look, get your act together, girl, because that's not how you're supposed to be. you supposed to be kind. Kindness is the law of your tongue. So I always catch myself off boundaries. Anyway, guys. Anyway, people. So go ahead. You guys can. I want to know how you feel about social media. Is it serious to you? Is it somebody doesn't like your pictures anymore or hit you up anymore? Do you feel some type of way? Do you feel bad? You know, I'm talking about somebody you like. I'm not talking about anybody, somebody you like, or even your friends, you know, your close friends, because even your close friends, like, when they don't respond to you, it's terrible. It feels terrible. So let me know. I know this is kind of a scattered podcast today. I has got a little talk today about ring 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 but it's very important like I didn't realize this was so important until now you know I was getting on social media like at 18 18 years old 17 18 my first time on social media so I didn't know the importance of answering people right back and you see their messages you know and people not respecting your time but although you want people to respect your time still you gotta do what you, can, you gotta do and impatience and will leave you with something leave you hating okay and patience will really leave you hating like that whole time I should have been patient and thought about it I said well why would I be sad about that you know or whatever you know and I just be like okay leave it but instead I got so emotional I cried I posted on Instagram Actually if you go down my Instagram feed you actually see that that day I was sitting on the sink. I was sitting on the sink and I public bathroom crying. I was literally crying because I was about to go out with my parents and I was literally crying about a situation for nothing. Okay? Cause to be honest, within one day, two days, three days, I was so over that and it was so nothing. I let myself go emotionally rogue over just nothing. Over social media. That can be like that. And I'm like, oh man, all this complaining for nothing. So isn't that always that worth it, okay? It's really not that worth it. Okay, so that's gonna conclude the podcast for today. I know it was shorter than usual and all that. I'm like hella busy. So <laughs> I might post one in two more days. So enjoy this one and go ahead and comment. Let me know what you think about somebody. Let me know what you think about number one. Your impression on people posting pictures. And, or they're not liking your pictures. Do you care if somebody likes your pictures or doesn't like your pictures? It's talking about somebody you like, okay? Question number two. Do you get upset when someone looks at your message and does not answer it? How do you feel? Even if you don't get upset, let me know how you feel. Alright? And question three. How much is social media dominated your life? How many... Some people like to take pictures, but we don't buy. How much has it dominated your life on a scale from 1 to 10? Scale from 1 to 10, how much has social media dominated your life? How much do you like social media? Okay, let's say that. How much do you like social media on a scale from 1 to 10? All right, peace out. It's from your girl SMS. Take care. Peace, baby. Today, it's your girl SMS coming back at you once again. First, I want to apologize for not doing the podcast for a couple weeks. I've been really working on a lot of musical projects and everything. However, I am here with some of my um, favorite counselors and love relationship counselors, Adoration Simons, the author of Adoration of Love. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Shekinah Glory, the one that composes all the music I ever sang. (laughs) Hey, guys, what's up? Alright, so today we're gonna to talk about something really sensitive. Today we're gonna to talk about under the banner, what is love? We're gonna hit on the point, who should you be with? Okay? Oh my God. But first let me ask you this one question. What is love? <laughs> um, okay. I just uh because I'm I've been doing research on this love topic because that's like totally like my niche. I'm uh you know writing books about it, trying to help people I counsel people. Um and I actually always thought there were these three different types of love. And it was like, uh what was it Agate love? That's like the godly love, Arrow's love, and then like Phileo's love. Yeah. But I actually felt there's actually seven different types of love. Oh my god. And it really makes more sense though, because I was trying to like figure out okay, so brotherly love but where are you when you actually love somebody more than just regular person, but not as much as you love your family but not right. like you love God, but you're not in love with them. And there's a lot of things that my characters are going through right now. I have a character who's, like, trying to figure that out because, right, he feels like he's in love with this one girl, and he's not really sure. He knows he loves her more than regular, but then is, is he in love with her, or is he not really in love with her? Is it, like, a, you know, arrow's attraction, or is it... There's actually different types of love, and I wish I had brought that so I could, like, read it down to you, but there's actually seven different types. And there is a category for you know, friends whom you love deeply, almost like your family. There wow. is a category for people, um, you know, that are distressed and that you love. There's a category for enemies. There's a category for everything. There's that worldly, I just love, everybody love. There's that deep, I love, God love. There is different categories of love. So, arrows is not everything. You might be in love with somebody and not that. My kitchen, wow. This floor, this kitchen floor, it has a lot of hair on it. And it's some seriously interesting views. Yeah. Seriously. Look at you had a lot of research behind yours. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to research. And the only point of my matter is that it's confusing, but um, sometimes you might not fall in love with a person. Because then there is that lust love, too. Other than the air of love, there's that I fell in love with you. That was one of the categories, like just a sexual connection that actually is not love. Yeah, and I'm, that happens to lots of people. And yeah, that's what a lot of people love. I'm, I'm sure right. there's a lot of people in that just sexual connection that's not really love and yeah. not no care in it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it might be care, but it's not like, oh yeah, this is my I want to spend the rest of my life but It's just like right. You might think you want to spend the rest of your life with. Them, so you say that people who don't, people who are in a sex relationship and don't want to spend the rest of their lives together is not love. You can't I didn't be in say love it's not him. love. I said there's seven different types of love. Okay. Okay? That's cat- I can categorize love. The sexual da-da-da-da-da-da, that's why people think, like, oh, I can jump into a relationship and start having sex with somebody, and then we're in love. And it's like, no, that's not the same kind of love that you think it is. There's different types of love. No, you're going to have sex with them. And then when you get done, they're going to be ready to walk away, just as ready as you are ready to walk away. So that's why I always tell people. In the beginning of a relationship that you want to last, don't be having sex. Sex wow. is for marriage. Okay. Yeah. And I recently saw something that Shekinah, you posted about what sex is overrated. And we're gonna get into that in the next podcast. Okay. That's sex is overrated. I would like to talk about that. It's very important. Um a very important thing to, you know, unwrap, why not? We all love it, right? So what is Shekinah, what is your take? <laughs> What is your take on this, what is love? Um, so, okay. So, um, love is a commitment. Um, it's a commitment that um, a lot of people aren't really ready to make when they first say they're in love with someone. I think that, you know, a lot of times they get it mixed up with their emotional feelings. Um, I don't know the seven different types of love, so I'm not coming from a perspective of Find being that. studied or whatever. But, um, love is a type of commitment, you know. Um, there are different types of love now. You know, there's a love my mother, love my guy, love my friend, love my boyfriend or girlfriend. And I'm talking about arrows love, you know, that in love, you call it. Um, that in love is actually a commitment. Um, And it's a very serious commitment, and I believe that it is extremely difficult, close to impossible, to love someone without knowing them. To be in love with them without knowing them. Because, um, you know, what did you make that commitment based on? Mm. Um, What are you saying you made that commitment on? And I think a lot of people think it's an emotion, Mm -hmm. and so when they feel um, emotional about someone and they get their feelings mixed up with their heart okay? so your heart is the center of who you are and when you make that commitment it is an agreement um, from your heart actually you know your heart, it comes out of your heart I'm not talking about that pumping heart, I'm talking about the center of who you are to love and cherish someone Um, so I think that a lot of times you know sometimes when girls um, hear a guy say that they love them or they're in love with them, um, they forget or they, maybe they don't know. They don't know that it's actually a commitment that that guy would have to make. And guys don't make that commitment easy. Um, so if it's a new guy that just hit you up on Facebook and you guys have been talking for a minute and you, know, you face chat and he says, oh, I love you. Does he really mean he loves you? Did he make that commitment mm. that he loves you? Or he's just saying he loves you, you know, emotionally. He does something for you. So, um, yeah, there is a huge red line between the two. But I think a lot of people do not know about the commitment part of love. They right. don't know that um, when you love someone, it literally changes who you are. You know, it could change who you are for the worst or change who you are for the best. Um, you have them on your top priority list, you know. It's just, there's so much that goes into that commitment. And that's why, you know, I think love really expands, in um, love really expands during a marriage. Mm. Because before you're married, you're not committed to each other. You know, you don't have no responsibilities for each other. Right. You don't carry any burdens for each other. So, I don't think that commitment is fully developed, um, you know, until it actually hits marriage. And I know that sounds weird. It's like, of course, someone can love you before marriage. I believe it can. But I just don't think that it's fully there. You know, I think God made marriage for a reason. You know, a lot of people say, well, what is marriage for, you know? Why would I take on, you know, so much when I could just love you from a distance, you know? Mm -hmm. Why would I have to be responsible for you know, your uh, your schedule, how you're eating, do you feel good, you know, are you sick, how are your kids, you know, how are you, you know, it's just so much. You feel like, well, why, why would I do that? You live your life, I live mine, and let's be in love. And I think that in love part is people's biggest mistake. They right. don't know what being in love actually is. They're taking that as like just a feeling and exactly. not a real, they're right. They're taking it as a feeling and they're not taking it as a real commitment. Wow. You know, love is an action I believe, it's a doing. To be in love is an actual action, it's a doing. What are you actually doing? You know what I mean, what does that love mean to you? Are you doing something about that love? Or are you just sitting back, you know, and it's all about kissing and making out and having sex? No, is it about, you know, checking on each other? Is it about making sure that, you know, you're okay when you're sick, I'm there every day, that's my priority, you know? Um, It's just so much to it. I think that love is, it goes super deep and it goes into just, you know, sharing, sharing a connection with someone else. Let's talk about sex. Um, I believe that sex is something that um, was supposed to be a reaction to love, okay, because sex is a very deep thing. And the meaning of it is totally twisted. Uh, The purpose of it is totally twisted. Uh, I think these days people think it's a physical, um, a physical, I don't know, activity, and they think it has nothing to do with the spirit or, like at all, the soul, um, which is a huge mistake. Um, I think the Bible says, commands us to only have sex within marriage, it's because we already are in love, we already made that commitment. Right, okay. Okay. we already made certain commitments. So are you... So when... Yeah. (laughs) Are you saying this from a position of an experienced person, or are you like inexperienced in this whole love game? Where are you coming from? I'm coming from a biblical perspective. Okay. I do not have any experience whatsoever. Wow. Um, however, I don't think that you really have to have experience. I think it's something you know or you do not know. Yeah. It's just like a, a recipe for a cake. Um, you can know the recipe for a cake, or you cannot know it. And I, see. I think a lot of people are going by, oh, I'll learn by experience. Mm -hmm. But they're not reading the ingredients of how it actually works. They don't know what it actually is. There's a blueprint. So when we go for 7-Up cake, you know, I write trying to make the 7-Up cake that they know is coming up in their life. And they're throwing soda in the bowl. They're putting tempura in. They don't know what the hell yeast is. You know, they're just trying and they're coming out with these totally ungate cakes. Yeah. And they're stuffing it down their throat and accepting that. Um, I think that's what love is coming out to be these days. That's very interesting, Chicayana, because in my actual walk of life, now that I am twenty one years old, it's like, you know, Shalom, you know, when are you gonna, you know, date for the first time? You know, when's gonna okay. be your first kiss or whatever. When is these things when are these things gonna happen? How are we gonna go from single in an experience to married? Right. And I see what you're saying. There is a blueprint, there's a roadmap, there are ingredients the to um make A perfect cake. Wow, that's that was awesome. So now going now the next question I have. Now the next question, next question I have um, that I said we're gonna get to is how do you find the right person? Mm. Okay. Before I ask this question, let me give a little scenario story, um, and let me talk to you guys about. I'm going to give you a mixture, a little bit of life experience in it, of course, so that we can just be real. Let's be real right now. Okay. So being real, um, I honestly, personally, I think it's like an illusion. You find the kind of person that you have on your list, quote, unquote. You write a list of what you like. I like a strong man that's, you know, um, cute, that's nice, that cares about me, that talks to me, and, passes through my problems, you know, that's like my list, oh my god, you know, you know, he got his stuff together, he's not a bum, you know, he's worked. he has work, he got his money together, he got his attitude together, and most of all, he loves me, how do you find that perfect guy, and how would a guy find that perfect girl, Eddie, um, okay, so, I actually am writing on this in a book that I'm writing called The Rules of 21, and it is a guy, quote-unquote, on how to find, quote-unquote, the possibility of love. Possibility. Okay. Possibility. Okay, possibility. All right. Because I don't believe in the find love quick scheme and this is all <laughs> you have to say and this is all you have to do and she's falling head over heels for you and text him this. Yeah. Because, okay, she's falling head over heels for you or he's falling head over heels for you. Um. And so, so what? So they fall for you and they don't really love you and you end up with them. And then what? You end up with somebody who is not really willing to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Okay? So how do you find love? So, honestly, first thing you have to accept is the popular term that women are from Venus, men are from Mars. We're very different. Mm-hmm. Not only do we think different or we wire wired different, but we have different purposes in life. Okay? Um, I don't believe, because I've never seen it, um, and it, we kind of all know this. Ladies don't really find men, and men kind of find their wives, and you know, everything. So, when it pertains to women, um, I don't believe in finding a person or even trying to hash out who's gonna be good for you. Like, okay, so because the girls, what she said. We have these lists. We have this priority list of, you know, some girls have, like, I need a guy with gray eyes or blue eyes. And I have this one lady, blonde hair, blue eyes, young. it's like, she's like 50 now. Been waiting for this guy for about, I guess, 30 years. And it's like, lady, that's not going to happen. You're getting an old wow. guy and you're going to be married to the guy who actually cares about you. I think girls should stop rating guys based on their money, based on their looks, and based on what they say and start rating guys based on what they actually did and how they actually feel or at, at, the stuff that they do to worry you, okay? <laughs> so, uh, the scenario in one of my um, stories that I'm writing about this particular um, law is like, pay attention to the guy who actually sows goodness in your life, mm-hmm. okay? That actually makes you truly happy, I don't mean Takes you on a date, buys you flowers, and makes you feel like, oh, I have bubbles and butterflies. Well, I mean, the guy who actually makes you truly happy, who's there for you all the time, um, who actually does things to show you he loves you. Even if he's not a guy who's really in love with you, he like, seems like he's in love with you. He's there for you. He's got your back in every situation. He's the guy that most likely actually loves you, okay? And a lot of these scenarios are like, kind of hard to get down with because that guy usually is probably your friend or your classmate or somebody who's like I would never date that person maybe they're ugly or something um and the guy who you actually like is some big jock hot guy you know who's got it all together but that guy um doesn't have to necessarily love you so I think that um I think that's probably something that girls have to consider and guys Actually be with somebody who actually does things to show you that they love you. Not just acts like it. Right. Alright. That is... Okay. I, I, I like that because I personally been you know, met some guys that were like, Wow, he's perfect. He's sweet. He's nice. And turned out he was actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my mother always you know, says is, You know, always remember somebody's first impre- the first impression of someone. When you first met them, what were they like? How yeah. did they act? Because guys tend to change their, change up according to right. what they see. Everybody that's does. That's now, let's say guys. I'm a girl. I change up too. too. If I see a guy who's, you know, obviously higher status than me or have a is better than me, and I want to be with him, I have to get better, right? That's just we all do that. We all change up according to. What you know is in our environment, or who we want to match up with. So it was this guy. He was a. He started as a. I would say a nastier guy. You know, he started as like a nastier guy, and um, I say nasty. I mean, you know, the kind of guys who only want, you know, to tap it and roll. That's where he started. And I, mean, I was always the one to avoid him, until um, until it's like he changed up his whole attitude, even the way he dressed and talked. I forgot who he was. He came in as a friend, you know, a good family friend. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's not the same guy in my mind. People aren't the same. And in the end, of course, I realized, oh, that's the same guy. <laughs> that's the same guy. So make sure you go on with people's first impression, what they first are like. That's how you won't get, quote, unquote, tricked, you should say. And, you know, you won't, you're won't, never in, in a good relationship. Thank God I never got into a relationship with this person. You know, we just, we're just just on the friend stage and then, you know, decline from there. You know, we're still cool, though. We're still cool. Shekinah, what is your take on meeting the right person? Why well, would you put this? Um, you know, I think you have to be careful. Um, I think you have to be careful um, when you're trying to see who's the right person for you. Um, I think that a lot of people probably do not know who's right for them. Right. And I know that sounds crazy. And I'm not saying you should throw your um standards out the window. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I think the person that is for you, um, I think eight out of ten, you probably don't know what's for you. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. for girls woman because we might not know what we really need I mean do you sure. really know mm-hmm. you know you say you want this and that and yeah you know a lot of guys have different qualities of something that you want right. you might want a guy who cares about you right but that's a wide world you know yeah. care <laughs> to what level care for what care right. how you know Right. so um how do you find I don't think you find um, for women. I don't think you find the guy, um, the right guy for you. I okay. really don't. I think, um, you know, when a guy fulfills your needs, and I mean totally, you know, when he fulfills your needs, um, you know, then you can start seeing, Okay, I think this is the guy for me. You know, yes. because he's fulfilling every crack. You know, right. he's there for me no matter what, you Mm -hmm. know, he's, you know, the end-all be-all, there's no one, you know, when you get to that point where you feel like, hey, this is the only one I really consider, I think that's when, you know, you start getting to the subject of the right guy for you, and of course it has to do with your exception too, you know, I do see a lot of girls fighting the fact, you know, that some guys are what's for them, Yeah. That's a big one. But I think in your heart of hearts, you are the one that feels when your needs are fulfilled, okay? You might not know, but you can feel it. And, you know, I can't tell you exactly what it is, you know, for most girls. I don't think you can tell exactly what it is. But, you know, my mother always says, you know, my father, they're married. They've been married for 25 years, and they had nine children. But she didn't really know what she needed. And my dad just came and fulfilled all her needs. She said, you know, he was her go to guy for every single thing. Mm-hmm. And he always had an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that's when, you know, you can um, point out who's right for you. Wow. That's awesome. I, I actually that's some really good advice. And he fills every crack and that was for women to listen up, woman. And for men, when you find that woman that is the other half of you, that means in, even in your work life, mm-hmm. she is willing to support you. Find someone who's willing to follow you. Mm-hmm. If that woman can't follow you, mm-hmm. that woman is not for you. Yeah. My father all, used to tell me and my sisters, um, we are sitting here with me today, <laughs> me and my sisters, that if you cannot follow a man, don't, don't marry him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I would even say that for a relationship if you can't follow somewhat what he is somewhat what he's about you are against everything that he's about Mm -hmm. leave him alone don't be his girlfriend don't be around him Don't be I don't say don't be around him but don't get into his inner relationship circle of life leave him alone likewise men if you see a woman that you do not like if you're not willing to adjust yourself if you're not willing to work with Leave her alone. I see so many relationships where they are. there's a couple that just don't like each other. They don't support anything that each other does. Um, they, they're not confident in themselves or they don't trust the other person that they won't go and sleep with someone else. Um, the relationships are based basically on a shoestring that will pop high up in the air. 20, 30, 80 to 80 feet in the air of a shoestring. They're trying to walk on it. On separate sides it seems as these days relationships are based on fighting and more than like fighting more than like helping or healing fighting more than loving you know they're more more arguments than there are sweet talks and sweetness giving out I think we need to change it should be a revolution really a love revolution so, um, that was some really good, you know, advice from <laughs> Adoration and Shekinah. So can I get just quickly, briefly, um, we I didn't get a chance to introduce who um these girls are and you know what 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 are their relationship status, you know, what are their likes and dislikes when it comes to relationships. So can we roll that off a little bit? Adoration, can we start with you? Um, okay. So basically Likes and dislikes, relationship status, and whatever. Yeah, go for relationship status first. All right. So, well, I'm single, um, and I've actually never dated before. Wow. Um, I base all my dating understanding pretty much on the Bible and from actually different things that I've studied, and um, I do a lot of relationship counseling for women. And you know, it sounds like on one side, it's like, well, why would you counsel relationships if you've never been in it? You don't know how it feels. Why are you talking? Uh-huh. I actually think that you learn more from the outside. Yep then you actually can learn from the inside. And the inside, honestly, um, you're confused. You know, you're in love, you're confused. You don't understand why this guy's treating you this way or why this girl's treating you this way because you love them. And it's confusing. Um, so, you know, I am single, but I do understand and see some different relationship patterns and understand when people are coming up short and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a story writer, so I write a lot. Um, and I have a lot of uh, relationship case studies in my writing. Uh, Because I'm very into the topic. I think it's very important. Um, And yeah, I live in Thailand. I'm Shulam's sister. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my my mentor, basically, you know. Um, Yeah, I also agree with adoration, honestly. It is better to look from the inside and look outward and just to evaluate what's going on in the world before you make a judgment. Before you get into, I feel like, it's hot water, and one day when you do get in a relationship, you'll understand what it is to be, you know, in a relationship. Shekinah, what what about you? Um, like to, I'm sorry, can you go over So again. what is your relationship status? First? Oh, my relationship status. I am totally single, okay? <laughs> and when I say that, um, <laughs> totally. I never dated before. I never kissed a boy before. I never, anything. So... Yeah. Um, I grew up in a house um, where our parents raised us to be virgins and um, to follow a certain um, pattern that my mom kind of laid out when she was a young girl. She was a virgin. Okay. She didn't have a lot of dating experience at all. Right. And, um, you know, she was happily married 25 years with children. Um, And so, you know, that's kind of the road that our parents put us on. Wow. Yeah. So I am single. Why am I talking? Why do I have relationship advice? So I have some relationship advice because um, I actually have helped my friends with some of the relationships. And every time that I talk to someone and tell them my knowledge on love or how I feel, how I think, Uh it's a new revelation to them. And so I think it really has to do with the education that you're given. Our parents had always told us to study everything that we want to be involved with. Okay. And, of course, love, having a family, you know, being a helpmate to a man is a huge subject in our house. Yes, and it um, is. you know, our parents kind of showed us and trained us on, you know, what love is, how to have a successful uh, relationship, how to have a successful marriage. You know, they bought books about how to become my husband's best friend. And we actually read um, some of those books and we learned some things about, a lot of things, about marriage before it even Going out on a date. Wow. You know, there's a lot of things we know about men and we know about women and how they interact, um, you know, before we even dated before. Wow. You know, as I mentioned in, um, you know, the last topic we are talking on, it's a recipe. It's something that you actually have to learn, mm-hmm. you know, about love, marriage, sex, um, you know, emotions. Mm-hmm. How do you mix the emotions with the logical part? There's a logical part of love. Okay, it's not all emotion, If you based it on all emotion and how you're feeling, well, of course, we can easily be fooled so yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah, that's who I am. That's how I know my background that's what I know that's what I'm looking forward to, yeah, so okay, it's that's awesome, so, um, we are coming from every angle now, okay, we are coming from every age group right now, we got a teenager here. And we have a a dot, you know, a dot almost almost finished college and a dot and soon I will bring in an older woman who will actually speak on really how it is to be after marriage, how it is to go through a successful marriage. What does it mean to have a successful marriage, okay? All right? What does it mean to stick through marriage even through the hard times fighting um, and everything and not get a divorce? What is it like to have a successful marriage? Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, leave your comments. Hit me up. Um, You can follow me on follow me on Instagram at Teen Time Fashion Line. Teen Time Fashion Line. There you go. Hashtag Teen teen Time Fashion Line on on uh, Instagram. You know, I will leave that in the comments. Whatever. Let me know what you think because next time we're gonna talk about sex is overrated. I'm probably going to bring somebody out in maybe a mail. So get ready for that. If you are one who wants to let your voice be heard and want to talk with SMS about love, then let's get it going. All right. So you heard it from your girl SMS. Bye, guys. Bye, hey, guys. We're definitely looking forward to hearing from you girls again. Even when you come get into a relationship, I would love to hear about this. status. All right, guys. Peace. Peace out.